the only podcast on the globe where we take you, our friendly listener, through the best and worst movies of yesterday and today, and then discuss ways that you can play them at your gaming table. In every episode, our intrepid hosts, Matthew, Dusty, and Nathaniel, will filibuster fondly over facts and feelings of your favorite films, and then get to the glorious gaming goodness, giving Game Masters great gimmicks on generating golden genius. Have Movies Will Game, brought to you through the electronic wonder of the internet. Now, let's start the show! Yeah, how y'all? How y'all? How y'all? Y- y'all is fine. Y'all? Yeah. yeah. How y'all? Y'all's all good. <laughs> Howdy. Howdy. Uh, wine's already kicked in. <laughs> I, I wish. I really wish. Are we doing this? Let's think, do this. I think we Let's are. Let's do this. Yep. Yeah. It's been a while. Hi, everybody. I'm Matthew. And I'm Dusty. And I'm Nathaniel. And this week we have... Hi, my name's Laura. Back. Well, that was an enthusiastic <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Laura, that was fun. Fucking Laura, what do you want from me? (laughs) Gosh. And clearly, this is just a terrible movie. I mean, we all hated it, right? It was pretty bad. I No, I I was just joking. I fucking love this movie. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. It, uh... Oh, hey, we're doing Goonies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you had to come to this movie as a child for whatever reason. This movie never came on my radar as a kid. I was gonna say that this is this was like your first time seeing this movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I watched it just before we did this podcast about three hours ago. And uh, no, I mean, (laughs) that was a nice. It's it's, it's, it's like early Home Alone with a party. I mean, it's just it's not it's not good. No, I disagree. That was an enthusiastic. I, I just, it's, 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 Tell us and, more, Matthew. I want to know. <laughs> yes, yes, please. All the human interactions were very unbelievable. I mean... It's a kid's movie. Well, yeah, I got that, but... <laughs> it's a kid's movie from, like, 1983, so, I mean... 85. Yeah, it was It was still yeah. not not great. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, was, it, was, it was pandering. I'm not a fan of adults don't understand movies to begin with. There was... All kinds of like mild eighties sexism and racism. Mm-hmm. I just it was it was eh. I understand the eighties were a different time, but you know, I, I still eh. Mm. It was all right, I guess. So you're gonna but, be a curmudgeon on this this whole this Oh whole no, podcast. Matthew's being a curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> What's Something new? new is happening. <laughs> no, I mean it just um you literally had to have seen this when this was new and bright and wonderful because it's not now. It's it's really not. It's yeah, it's, really not that new and bright and wonderful. It's, it's I have a significant amount of nostalgic love for this movie. I think I've seen this movie almost twenty times. Most of those in the theater, I I love it. But I'm very interested in hearing more about why you didn't like it and the things as we go through this. Yeah, that just it it there was I no was no grabbing point. <laughs> no grabbing nurture point or neuter. Nurture. I only I only <laughs> smiled like twice during the movie, and that was in the beginning when one of our heroes was abusing the maid. Oh, oh that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he was terrifying the the, the day worker. <laughs> yeah, okay. One of the best parts. So the, the kids are all in in obviously in junior high uh, yeah. at this point. Middle I, school. Yeah, junior high. It was called junior high where I grew up. Okay, it wasn't called middle school. I didn't have junior high. We had middle school. Yeah, yeah. it was called junior high. Yeah, Choya Junior High. We don't really have those up here. Oh well, okay. <laughs> okay, middle school. All right, fine. Uh, Did you have high school? Yeah. So you had junior high and then high school. 
the naming concept yeah, bothers grade, me. Grade, I know, right? It, right. Yeah, grade school. And junior high and ended in ninth, right? No, junior high was seventh and eighth grade. So that's strange because Let's I take know it people British, that have and gone have to different high. forms. Yeah, we had, yeah, we had kindergarten through sixth and then seventh and eighth as junior high and then high school was ninth through twelfth. What? Yeah, that's seventh weird. and eighth? Yeah. So yeah, our junior, junior our, our middle, my middle school was sixth through eight. You? Yep. Yeah. But I know people who have had a junior high and seventh junior high was seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. So everybody does it differently. Yeah. Where Where are you from? Uh, well, born here, but I grew up in Phoenix. Okay, so you so. went to school in Phoenix. Yes, I went to school in Alabama. You uh, outside Seattle, Laura, Portland, here? Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, so I, I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> I took <laughs> I took Spanish in junior high, like in seventh grade, it was required. But no one was that proficient at that age with it. So maybe he was just a better student than you are. I highly doubt that. He seems, wait, wait, that he proficient seems smart. What Spanish is a is a white kid yeah. in junior high. Too smart, There's, almost evil, okay. malevolent. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's Astoria. There's not much going on there, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> except well, for kindergarten. Cops. And that's eighties yes. Astoria. <laughs> Having been to Astoria recently, recently, <laughs> I, that's it's way no, it's bigger. It's bigger, but nothing really has yeah. changed. It, it's still a coastal town. Yeah. I haven't been there in a couple of years. I understand it's boring as shit. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're a vacationer or you own a vacation home. Yeah. And the only like thing to do in town is to deal with vacationers. It's or to go in Goonies obnoxious. tours. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Which apparently the owner of the house is like, fuck you, go away. They I know, put right? tarps on the windows. Yeah, they put tarps over the whole house pretty what, much. Okay, right? so that's one of those properties that you own for a reason. Oh, that's fantastic because the, the whole movie was to... Sorry. <laughs> the whole right, premise Siri. the whole premise of the movie <laughs> was to save the house and it ruined the house. That makes me happy. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like those people that move into a hip neighborhood in town. They want to move right next door to their bar. Their Goonies gentrification. Bar. And then they have a kid and then they call and complain to the cops about how loud the bar is. I'm like, you moved here for a reason. You bought the Goonies house for a reason. Come on. Like, don't be a curmudgeon. I think at the point in which they bought the house, it wasn't a complete cult classic. It was a classic, but it hadn't hit that cult level where everyone's, oh, God, it's 30 years. We have to go see the house again. Let's play a, you know. I'm wondering if it's the same people that have owned it for a long or if it's changed hands a lot. I think it's changed hands. I don't know about classic. I mean, like, NeverEnding Story is a classic. Labyrinth is a classic. Goonies is a classic. Why? Fight you outside. Why? You can fight me (laughs) here, boy. Classic you just never saw until today. Yeah. But why? So where's where's, where's the love? When you're 70, it'll be a classic for you. Why? Well, why, why do you love it's gonna it? It's going to be so a classic hate film. There's, <laughs> there's, there's better pirate movies. Hook was a better pirate movie. Why? Why? Where's Hook your was, love? Hook was from the '90s. This is an '80s. There's five years difference. Yes. Where, where's the love, though? I mean, was it just where it hit you? Was it kids overcoming all obstacles despite what the adults do? What? what where's? Where's the magic? Just, for me, it was just one of those movies that I grew up with. It's just kids on an adventure. Yeah, I saw adventure. bad movies growing up, and they weren't a cult classic. Flight of the Navigator was shit. Okay, did you <gasps> hold on? Did you ever see Monster Squad? Oh, that no. movie sucks. Okay, what? hold on. See, <laughs> Monster Squad. I saw it as a kid, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Most people I know that saw it as adults are like, "Oh, I want to hear. I want to see why." And they're like, "This is awful." And I understand why. It's not a good movie, but it's. Fun. Remember okay. when we went and back and did Transformers? Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll agree with you that, that monsters that the monster movie, Monster Squad, is fun. I just have like a knee-jerk PTSD reaction to it because my ex-girlfriend loved it and made me watch it like 20 times. So now I'm like, no, get that 
piece of shit out of my viewing range. But 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 it's a kids on an adventure movie. Yeah. And at the time, The Goonies was the kids on an adventure movie. Like, can you think of any others that that are of that level? Stand by me. That's not kids on an adventure. That's kids on ruining adventure. their childhood <laughs> with. I would TSD. say most most movies are yeah aimed at that demographic or that kids on an adventure. Sandlot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Sandlot. Sandlot. That's an adventure yep. movie. That's with kids. Yeah. And and yeah. There's and there's a yeah. the prequel to Home Alone. I could give two shits. There's a prequel? Yeah, no. it's called The Coonies. <laughs> oh, God. No. Look, we make up all these little clever traps. No, because yeah. it was, it was kind of like, you With know, like, like, run, like Goonies was basically, to me, it was, was like running my first few D&D sessions on my own. I'm so, so sorry. I, I was like <laughs> 10. No, I was E.T. Kids on 85, adventure. so yeah. I did you was like e. 8 years yes. old. But when did you see it? Uh the era that you guys saw it, but that's okay. not a pandering. I can go back and see it today, and it's still technically a good movie. Nope. I can't do it. E.T. sucks. <laughs> Said it. <laughs> you guys are great. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm not going to push you on it. I think oh, yeah, I, I, I can yeah. I can get pushed. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's just, it's not good. Objectively, it's not a good movie. Which, which is odd, because, I mean, this, it's a Richard Donner film. Which and what's Spielberg. a Richard Donner? A uh, Richard Donner is like <laughs> Superman, who you know the original Superman. Also, movie. not a good movie. Okay, I'll, I'm with you on that. I didn't like the original <sighs> Superman. Superman two is where it's at. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. agree with that. Yeah, All Superman right. one where he turns the planet back in time by, by going around what it. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, it was no. also, but I can see the internal logic because nothing would work in the Goonies. I mean, those kids are dead. And, those kids and, are dead, 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 dead. And this movie was written by Chris Columbus, who wrote the the first few Harry Potter movies. Among others, well, which it's aren't good the best to see he's series. grown. <laughs> and then, <laughs> because was, of this is his roots, he's done better. And then Spielberg, you know, produced by Spielberg. Yeah. So, and that we don't need to talk about. Who Spielberg. makes a cameo in the Cindy Lauper video for the mm-hmm. song? <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, this movie was basically a Cindy Lauper video montage. Well, there, that and there's Domino's so and Pepsi. Yes, <laughs> there's so much Domino's and so much, so much Pepsi. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving back to positive things, <laughs> yeah. uh, Dusty, tell us more about this movie that we have been <laughs> arguing about for the past I don't know how many minutes. Well, I, Goonies was at least ten, at least ten. <laughs> so Goonies, uh, you know, also spoilers. I'm sure, I, unlike you know Matthew, who've already seen it up until today. Vader is Luke's in, father. Just in case <laughs> okay. there are spoilers. <laughs> this movie is like 38 years old. Yeah. Something. I would say it's if you old. haven't seen it until yeah. now, there might be an issue, but we're we're sitting next to somebody that didn't see it until earlier today. So I, I could have not seen it and been just as happy. This this movie was trash. Was, it, was this a waste of two hours of your time? Yeah. An hour and yeah. fifty seven minutes. And yeah, you can it was... send your messages to Matthew at halfmovieswheelgame.com. No, Bring it. Defend not... your shit movie to me. I don't care. <laughs> leave it in the comments. Please. That is not leave currently an actual email address, but as soon as we finish recording, I'm gonna make it one. Cool. So the party is living up in Astoria, Oregon, and they're gonna I never really understood if they were gonna lose just their house or if it was every, like the whole area. I didn't get that either. Fifty houses Fifty were houses. gonna be gone okay. for this golf cart. So course. most of Astoria. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so most of Astoria was going to be wiped out in a, a corporate takeover of the entire place. Uh, the kids find a bunch of uh, pirate treasure so type stuff in the attic from his dad's uh, 
uh, curating days, and they find a map, as any good adventure story begins with Cut a map. Down, right. And a bronze key or a, no, a copper key. And they go on their adventure, almost dying several times to find the they should have long been dead. lost they pirate been so ship of dead. the worst named pirate in existence, the One-Eyed Willie. I will say that that is a very bad name for a pirate. I was a kid and I didn't get the reference. As a pseudonym for older. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dick Donner. They, yeah, Richard Donner, yeah. I was going to say, they actually explained it in the, in the movie, like, quick, like, well, what's well, under yeah, the badge? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. explained it. Well, explained it. But it was just going back and watching it again as an adult. Like, well, the thirteen-year-old in my head is they like, they have to throw eh, some biscuits funny. to the adults who have to endure this movie, who didn't want to see it. <clears throat> yes, <laughs> and it was half a chuckle, <laughs> one-eyed Willie. Yeah, one-eyed so Willie. I mean, they do it in any movie nowadays, oh, any Disney true. movie. There are some definitely over the top. That was funny. I don't know what that meant, and the adults are like, "Oh dear God." There was a lot of Excellent. that in Shrek when Shrek came out, which was great. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about it, and I'm I get it, I get it, Matthew. Oh, it's awful. Like, like all the things that I love. If I remove the nostalgic, sorry, I just spat in your face. If I remove the nostalgic veil, it's questionable. We went through this. Yeah. But why I brought it up? We went through this with Transformers, and we're like, we still love this movie. It's got its points. <laughs> But oh my God, what a flaming pile of turd. <laughs> you know, I remember when yeah. we did that. Now, this I never encountered before today. And I just, oh, it's bad. They, they watch okay. the ship sail away. Oh boy, you have fun, corpse. I'm <laughs> glad we could connect like this. It's like, oh, no, no, it's all right. The, the value like... of the entire Oregon coast is peacefully setting sail. Someone grab a fucking kayak. I know. <laughs> I mean, Don't we have a Coast Guard? Go get that loot. The internal we logic kind of, of this guard. movie is awful. And it's, it's, I, I hate implausible things. I did as a <laughs> child too. Like, uh, I admire the, uh, the inventor kid, uh, data, data. Yeah. However, his inventions are shit. Cause he's a, a fucking, kid. he is a kid. Yeah. But the mouth that grips a nail that holds him over the punji steak pit. Come uh, on. Uh, yeah. Give him a grappling hook. That was, that was an intentionally cute thing. I, Fucking hate, but they reuse things. that exact like thing a little bit later on. Yeah, with you Joey, know? with Joey pants and Joey pants, Joey pants. <laughs> I just don't dick. care. I just, I just <laughs> this man don't has care. watched the DVD commentary. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he was he was here in town a few years ago for Rose City Comic Con, oh. and he had a big panel in the big room, and and he said he made comment that a lot of people have problems pronouncing his last name, so. Everybody just calls him Joey Pants. <laughs> so, no, nah, it was, it was bleh, bleh. the whole time after seeing the Matrix. I'm like, oh, so you come in, you turn into Cipher. You're that pissed off because you didn't get the gold. Okay, so let's go through the actors. I know, I, I don't know. I'm sure we got <laughs> some notes on some of yeah. these people. Well, we have Sean Austin who played Aston. Mikey, Aston. who has always apparently looked like Sean Austin. Yep. Aston. I mean that that kid is Sean Austin. Yes. The, the the face has not changed, like but. Not like no, he asked. He, he changed in, in Stranger Things. What I mean, he's he's his face. He's changed. Doesn't no. He looks the same. He looks the he just same. Looks older and bigger. Yeah, but yeah. Okay. yeah. that's okay. his that face. face. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Every uh, time I see him in something, I just almost want to see him pull out an inhaler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just so uh. I have to throw this out there because my husband watched this with me a little bit today. He's a respiratory therapist. And every time Mikey pulled out the inhaler, he's like, he's using it wrong. He's well, he using was, it wrong. It was like primatine mist. It didn't even look like an inhaler. 
even even if it's supposed to be an inhaler, yeah. there's supposed to apparently be a gap, uh, a stopper in between your mouth and oh, the yeah. inhaler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, every yeah. time he's just like, he, he's using it wrong. And I'm like, get over it. It's the 80s. I was it. an asthmatic kid. I had an inhaler my whole life. And it's odd. I never even noticed that. The one that always triggered me was, that's not a fucking inhaler. That's primatine. You don't use that if you actually have asthma. What's primatine? It's just some over-the-counter inhaler that doesn't do shit. Mm-hmm. If this kid had asthma, oh, then he throws it away. It's like, a, I'm like, it's no, like, it's you don't like do that. You don't like just a, no. cure your asthma. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's okay. I mean, his parents are now rolling in money, so he can just throw away his valuable <laughs> medical supplies. <laughs> I hated everybody. I hated the whole damn thing. I hated, I hated the mom. I hated the maid oh, for not slapping down that kid who was trying to torment her. I hated the kid for tormenting the maid. I hated Sloth, who could easily break his chains at any time, just sitting there and taking it. I hated everyone in this movie. This I you love... sound like me with Valerian. <laughs> you know, but did yeah, you really? You hate... liked Valerian. Did what one did hate I hate? His mom, Sloth's. Mom. I don't remember. There was one that I was Probably just like, yeah, fucking yeah, hate like, this movie. Yeah. I loved her. Maybe no, she was awful. I, and that's yeah, why I love her. Night <laughs> that is why I love Wait, her. Wait, what? What? Mom. Sloth's mom. Oh, Anne yeah. Ramsey? Yes. Yeah, throw mama from the train. She I was filming it in this movie. Yeah. Oh, oh. She, she was. Yeah. But I still love her. Yeah. Best and miss in, her. in throw mama from the train. Yeah. Owen! Yeah. yeah, I never saw that either. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, then we have Josh Brolin playing Brand. Oh, wait. What do we, think? What do we, Josh what do we think about Mikey? What's his oh, line? Okay, we did this with it. They're kids. So yeah, their alignment, their alignment is, is kid. kid. Okay. All right. All right. The only one who might have an alignment of the kids, I think, would be... Josh, Josh Brolin, because he's he's sixteen. Yeah, which one's mouth? Mouth is Corey Feldman. That one was an ass. <laughs> yes. I, I think that one has an alignment because that kid has evil in him. He, well, well he, it's he, also he Corey a... Feldman, and he aged pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. And badly. I, he was the bard yeah. of the group. No, he was always trying no, to he tell was a story. The rogue. No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think he'd be the rogue of the group. Well, okay, depends on what I can see him as a bard, but he's evil aligned. Yes, very he, much. He so. just took pleasure in torturing people around him. <laughs> So we have Josh Brolin as no, Brand. He's so young in this. But he's uh, aged well, though. He, is, he really has. Oh, yeah, he has. Okay. Mm. <laughs> we we found Nathaniel's sweet spot for this one. He, he's, on, he, <laughs> he, he's, he's a fine-looking old man. Mm-hmm. I, I wish I could be that attractive at his age. How old is he? I mean, I'm directly across from you. I wish you could be that attractive at his age, too. <laughs> he was born him. in 1968. Yeah. Since he's the adult, uh, uh, quotes, adult of the group, uh, what would his alignment be, do you think? Teenager. I'm going to... But he, chaotic good. I okay. would put him at chaotic Because he went after yeah. the kids. He went after his brother. Okay. Yeah, he still beats the crap out of him. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. Chaotic good. He seemed to value... Well, I don't know. He was all about doing what he was told. Well, not only that, but I mean, he stole yeah. that bicycle right from under that little girl. That's and that, that, was was awesome. that was great. He didn't. That was something even as a kid. I said, like, why didn't you just air up your tires again? Oh, that was Keahui Kwan's niece. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I, I just watched the special. Okay. By the way, Dusty, mm-hmm. if you haven't watched the DVD commentary, mm-hmm. it's a whole separate side thing mm-hmm. with, but it's a full panel of all of the actors in the, like 2001. Yeah. Talking about the movie while they're watching it, and it keep cutting back and forth. This funny, yeah. Corey Feldman tried to like completely steal the spotlight on that whole thing. No, he did a good. He did a good. He did an okay job. They all did a good. I think, but uh, it was really good. Okay, it was hilarious. But to bring it back, I don't think now that I think about it, he may not necessarily be good. I mean, you don't mug a little girl 
and be good. Like if you were a paladin in the old school paladin, you would lose your powers for that shit. <laughs> You're also a teenager. You make some bad decisions here and there. I think for the most part, he was good. Okay. It's a neighbor's bike. He'd probably bring it back if he could. Yeah, yeah if it wasn't well, I think it got, Yeah, I think it got left down in the ravine yeah. that he yeah. launched off of. Oh, so are any of you cyclists? No. For fight, no. No, right. but but I know that de-airing a tire like that is not, that's not how you do it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, oh, also that, you don't take yeah. the cap off well, and it just immediately loses first air. First off, yeah. as a kid, all of those kids had bikes, which mm-hmm. means all of those mm-hmm. kids knew the basics of how bikes work. They mm-hmm. might not have known how to repair bikes, how to work on bikes, but they, I guarantee you, each and every one of those kids knew how to pump a bike tire. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they knew how bikes worked in general. They knew the mm-hmm. general operational principles. None of, no one in that entire group would have made a comment about damaging a spike. All he does is pop the cap off, and they're like, "Oh no, he worked all summer to get those <laughs> 357 lawns." Wait, or what are you like talking that? about? It's just a fucking tire. Yeah, all you got to do is there's not a lot of money. there's not a lot of money in Astoria. It's, <laughs> it's not like he slashed the tires and said, "Oh, they're they're damaged. Yeah. They're screwed now. Good luck." They literally just took the cap off. Yeah, which didn't which isn't going to do anything. You have to the yeah. little the little. Are you saying inside. there's a glaring logical flare in this movie? <laughs> no, I say this movie is a masterpiece and stands on its. I'm saying that own Steven Spielberg merits. doesn't actually understand how bike work. Bikes work. <laughs> For one, I don't think he's ever ridden a bike. First off, Probably. he clearly thinks that you can let the air out just by popping the cap. But he also thinks they can fly. I don't know how he would come up with he that He is decision. the producer, actually. So yeah. he would, yeah, that, that's yeah. his call. Yep. Yeah. And then we have Jeff Cohen, who played Chunk, one of my favorite characters. Alignment kid. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we're now back to... Uh, yeah, with a trait of sniveling. <laughs> An ice cream sniffing. Yeah. Fucking the oh, truffle yeah, shuffle. He's a lawyer now. Mm-hmm. And like doesn't want anything to do with any of these people anymore, pretty much. Well, I was, can't imagine why. Oh, was he? Yeah. yeah. I remember reading oh, something like he just does one monetary. of the most talkative ones yeah. on there oh, was about he? the okay. stories, too. Oh, yeah. All right. That's cool. He was a good looking dude, too. Yeah. yeah. He lost a lot yeah. of weight. Yeah. He's so, like, I think he's an entertainment lawyer, isn't he? Something mm-hmm. like that. Oh, okay. I just know it's, he's a lawyer. Yep. Okay. All right. And then we have uh, Corey Feldman, who played Mouth. I love Corey Feldman. I just Evil. Long evil kid, yeah. Evil. The evil bard. Yeah, I, I can go for I that. still can't give him an alignment yet. I would say chaotic neutral, maybe. Evil? Eh, he doesn't kill anyone. That's yeah, he'll, he'll grow into it. He'll grow into it. He's yeah. taking baby steps with yeah. it, you know, so he's on the path. I would say chaotic neutral. Uh, and then we have Carrie Green, who played the love interest to Brand, who was Andy, the redhead. So she was kind of boring. Yeah, that yeah, was she was, she was, that was girl type one. Yeah. I mean, that was awful. That was just bad. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Laura? Never date a girl yeah. that can't punch a guy in the face. She elbowed him in the face. No, she. Well, she said she did. Yeah, yeah. she was boring. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't really care. have a comment on her. Yeah, she. She also was in. Uh, she did a lot of movie, a couple of movies there along this vein. Like she was in Lucas with um. Oh, what was his name? I think the, the other Corey Haim. Yeah. Um. And uh, a couple other movies are the same. It was basically just the same character. She just she was in Lady Hawk. Was she? Was she? Yep. Who? Uh, I don't know, but they just mentioned it on the DVD yesterday oh. or this morning, last night when I watched it. Okay. She just said that. Oh, we did Lady Hawk. In fact, I think they all went to the opening of Lady Hawk. I was there at that. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. I don't know who she was in it though. Lady Hawk's classic. Yeah. Stands up. That's what I was watching while y'all were watching the fucking Goonies. <laughs> I watched Lady Hawk the next day. <laughs> and then we have one of my favorite actresses in the movie, Martha Plimpton, who yes! plays Steph. She was my second Hollywood crush. 
Who was your first? Jennifer Connelly. Labyrinth. Oh, oh, Duh. Oh, oh. <laughs> That's right. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Martha Plimpton played the the uh, standoffish. I have questionable feelings towards mouth, but don't want to admit it to anyone, let alone mouth, until the very end. She'll get in trouble at school. Oh, well, yeah. Because she's, yeah. Yeah, because she's a high school student. He's mm-hmm. middle school. I think there's laws about that. Three years mm-hmm. in Oregon. <laughs> How much is it in Astoria? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> You're going to lose our Astorian <laughs> demographic. Oh, no. <laughs> All one of you. And then Jonathan K. Kwan as Data. I swear to God, I've seen this kid in other things. Uh, yeah, he's in Indiana Jones. Yeah, he played short round. But, but yeah. something else, something else is an adult. Okay, let's let's like let's, he has he has very recognizable cheeks. Short rounds revenge. No, uh, he, he has. Let's see. It's. I think I've I've seen him somewhere recently. Uh, he was in an X Men movie. There it is. Uh, I think. Yeah, X. No, he was miscellaneous crew in X Men. Oh, Jet Li's the one. Um, that might be it. I love that movie. Red Pirate and Sino Man with... Um, also love that movie. Brendan, Come at me, bro. <laughs> I actually kind of like Sino Man. Uh, he played uh, an episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt. Okay. Then, no. Yeah. Okay. Next. Yeah. All right. Next. Then we have uh, John Matuzak, uh, who played Sloth, who was a football player for the... I think it was either... I think it was the Raiders? Yeah. I, do, I do like him. He yelled well. Oh like yeah, the, there were some good heart wrenching yeah. yells that came out of him. He yeah, was he, was, he was basically chewing the scenery with his five he, words of dialogue. He was, <laughs> he was, he was, uh, he was really good in this. I, I will say that I, I like that performance. Well, he was also he was he's been in a few other movies. He was in North Dallas Forty. He was also in the Ice Pirates from nineteen eighty four. One Crazy Summer. That was um, a good movie too. Yeah, Ice Pirates. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Um, the conveyor belt with the dick chopping. <laughs> Good he stuff. was fun. Sloth was fun. And mm-hmm. he, he, to me, was like one of the most quotable characters. Like, yeah. hey, you go, yeah. baby, baby, Ruth. I, 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 we still always use, hey, you guys. Yeah. Which is the thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you guys. I wonder how much of that is a Pacific Northwest slash Oregon thing. Like, if I'm you go to Alabama. Okay. Were you Alabama at this time? Alabama, I was in Alabama standing in until I was in my nineteen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess it does translate. I just I, it's I kids, c- coming at it now. I don't understand why this movie is so loved. It's kids <laughs> from the hood mm-hmm. in the eighties on bikes on an adventure, and I like, think it's like one of the reasons why uh, a lot of people like. I don't know. I think you like Stranger Things. Stranger right? Things. Yeah. I'd love to see them like, dumped into that. Yeah. Because yeah. Stranger <laughs> Things basically took everything from the Goonies, E.T. I mean, if you look at Barb from Stranger Things, it's Steph from, it's Steph. It's Steph from the Goonies. We were watching it last night. We couldn't remember her name. We just kept calling her Barb. <laughs> <laughs> so a buddy of mine does these games online. Um I've mentioned this guy before. He does. I mentioned him in the Big Trouble in Little China episode. Mm-hmm. He does these Savage Worlds themes games, and one of the ones that he did was Goonies versus Aliens. Oh wow! Oh All wow! The kids my money's the Goonies. on this. My money's on the Xenomorphs <laughs> <laughs> trying to solve a mystery with the aliens. Oh my god! I want to play it so badly. <laughs> then we go into Robert Davi, who played Jake. One of the Fratellis, the the uh, the one that was singing the Italian songs. He's a trained operatic singer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good voice. Yeah, well, one of my uh, one of my best friends, his mom, 
uh, from Italy and like knows him personally. So I, I kept expecting this clockwork orange thing to happen where he's like, I'm sick. Kick, kick in the rain. There's that this line in the commentary where they're going through that scene where they first meet the Fratellis in the house. Mm-hmm. And Davi comes out and he's all serious and he's talking to him like everything's going on. And then Martha Plumpton's like, Davi just believes all of this is real. <laughs> we were dying because I can totally see it. He's that kind of guy. Yeah, he played a yeah. villain in one of the Bond movies. In one of the, uh, I think um, he was the villain in License to Kill with Timothy Dalton. I think he was the bad guy. So he was in a movie called The Sorcerer's Apprentice, where he played a wizard and some kid moved in next door to him and learned magic from him. Was that him. the Nick Cage one that came no. out a few years ago? No. Oh, okay. And it was really bad. It was just a kid learns magic kind of movie. Okay. The only I reason saw that I ever, House of Cards. The only reason I know this movie is because it was on a double DVD set with a movie that I had never seen until a couple years ago. And that movie was called... Beastmaster. Oh, Beastmaster is great. Beastmaster was the worst fucking movie I think I'd ever seen. <laughs> I didn't grow up with it. The whole time I'm like, what the fuck is this? Oh yeah, that's a, that's when you have to grow you up. We went on yeah. we went on them. We went on vacation. I'm here, don't no, you? I have Deathstalker. Oh, excuse me. You're right. Okay. But sorry, they're interchangeable after a certain point. <laughs> yeah, we went on this vacation to the coast, and the hotel that we stay at every year has a selection of DVD rentals that you can rent. Mm-hmm. So, and we had brought this, and we watched it, and we're like, "These are both awful movies." So we snuck downstairs and put the DVD set into the rack of rental movies, hoping that nobody would ever find it. Apparently, somebody found it because it's gone the next time we went, but. Or they just threw it out. Or they just threw it out because they're terrible movies. Or someone was watching it at that exact moment. You made someone's vacation. They went, oh my God, it's Beastmaster. It's Beastmaster. Oh, with Kodo and Poto, the ferrets. Those were the only (laughs) redeeming qualities of that movie for the ferrets. I I liked the the, the vampire-esque monsters that they opened up their arms. They had like the wings and they wrapped... The, their prey around it and they, they like ate You know, them. they were cool, but it was so like, okay, I would have and Rip didn't Torn. make any sense. Rip Torn as a bad guy. Come on. <laughs> With like a fang dangling from his earring. Yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. It was great. Come on. It's a cheap Goonies is better bargain store oh Conan God, the Barbarian. <laughs> bargain store bar- Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> oh. No, this movie was trash. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's 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 just it's it's trash. It's awful. None of you you can kids are smarter oh, than, yeah, they are. than than you jokingly make them. Kids I are know. actually I know fairly are. intelligent little sponges. Sometimes. And well, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> but I mean th- this level of idiocy would have just gotten these kids killed in like the first twenty minutes. And I don't mm, I, yeah. I I would rather see them overcoming the same obstacles, but like are you actually doing it? Are you familiar Not, with the, the hallucination grease theory? No. So the, the, the theory that the movie Grease oh, I know this is one. a hallucination that starts at the very beginning of the movie where he rescues her from the water. Mm-hmm. Well, the theory mm-hmm. is that she actually dies and the entire rest of the movie is a hallucination that ends with a flying car, which is going, into heaven. going into heaven. I think people need to get outside more. I think <laughs> perhaps Goonies is a hallucination. Because what happens is the kids all get on those bikes and then they all go down the hill and then they all actually accidentally ride off the hill. Or a semi so comes. all mm-hmm. dying. Or I a wish semi the, comes and runs I wish over the semi came. And they're hallucinating off us. Yeah, Bran, Bran dies when he goes launching off of yeah, the... Yeah, goes launching the right off. Yeah. 
Okay, I can see that. It would have made a better story. comes up out of one of those coastal <laughs> storm drains and it's like, welcome to my domain, kids. Storm drains. That's cute that they would have those down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went have to... Have you actually been to Astoria? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I went to Waldport and once I was stuck in Waldport because the fire department had both ends of 101 blocked off. Nobody could enter or leave because the storm drains were on fire. Yep. Remember that. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "All right, well, I'm going to go to the one bar in this town, <laughs> and then I'm going to go across the street to the one Chinese food place, and that's how I spent my day in Walport." How was the one Chinese place? It was delicious. Oh, okay. Wow, mm. it was actually quite amazing. All right, who else do we have? And then we have Joey Pants, who played Francis. Eh. What was a Francis? That was the one with the toupee that was always getting beat up by oh, the... His right. whole joke was yeah. toupee. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it yeah. was it was sad adult number two. I don't care. Okay. And then we have Anne Ramsey, who played Mama. Mm. Okay. Eh. Mm-hmm. I love her. I, I do, too. And she was... Yeah. Yeah. No, That's I all did. she did in this whole movie. Yeah. yeah. When, she, when she was walking And then slapping that. her and son around. Yeah. 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 She was straight up physical comedy in this. I, I wonder because I think she she passed away of with of throat cancer, and I wonder if she had been diagnosed at this point because I think it was like eighty eight or eighty nine when she died. I think. Oh, absolutely! So, it was throat cancer that made that gave shifts. She yeah. had throat cancer before this, and oh, then she okay. had surgery. She had lost a part of her jaw and her tongue. Oh wow! All of that contributed to the character that she portrayed in her movies. That slurred speech, that mm. weird way that she talked. That was because she had had cancer oh then it came back in like 88 i think and then she died within the year 88 or 86 yeah it's kind of sad yeah and then we have uh one of apparently this part of the table's favorite uh rosalita lupe on on taveros she to me was the star of the movie (laughs) (laughs) well she She certainly saved the day (laughs) yeah she found the, the gems at the end and and apparently, uh, because she the, wanted to get paid, I totally wouldn't have given those gems away, too. Oh, no, oh, yeah, fuck you and your little shit kid. These <laughs> yeah. are staying with me, yes. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> the way that that kid treated her, I was thinking the same thing, yeah. Even as a kid, I was like, why did she do that? And you know, you know, that he didn't treat her any better after that because he's a little shit kid, mm-hmm. he's not a nice kid. So, what were, what were some of your favorite scenes of the movie? Credits. Hey, you guys. So, so Sloth was Pretty one of your much favorites. anything to do with Sloth, I loved. I think he owned every scene that he was in. I, like, I agree with that. With that, that makeup, the the mechanical thing that they did where Animatronic they timed his blinks yeah. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And apparently it took hours and hours of time to put that makeup on. But but I, I loved that character. I loved Sloth. Like Even as a kid, Sloth was like, I want a big brother. That is, I want Sloth as my big brother. I just remember, like he was, he was my hero. It was really strange, my as a kid, that my hero was the weird mutant. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Laura? I actually really enjoyed the music. Okay. Yeah, I know you're a big soundtrack fan. Yeah. So the music helped made the movie better because it was really kind of epic and just fun. I actually, that was rewatching. Was burned in my brain. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 both dun. of it, especially when they're uh, stabbing the sail and going down. It's just ah, it was awesome. Lighting was actually really, really good. I actually appreciated some of the uh, tricks and angles they were aiming for. In the beginning, yeah, I agree. But it, they didn't hold with it once they got underground. What? No, they They, they stopped they doing did. like the really interesting, hard-to-pull angles. 
they still did some shadowing, mm. which was not horrible. I was expecting more like high-low stuff. and Oh, they're in a tunnel. There's They can't get that camera up high. Yeah. They, they did some really interesting work at the beginning of it where I was going, hey, that's a good shot, especially for 85. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the, 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 the plane. They're in a helicopter yeah. shooting down at the kids while they're talking. Or like when they're... And they're when they're showing them on the road, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, bicycling away, and you know, you keep losing them in the trees. I, I actually thought that was a really, really nice shot. So there's something just... you do like about the movie. Oh yeah, in okay. almost any movie, <laughs> they're, they're, I'll find something that's you know agreeable. Mm-hmm. It certainly wasn't well, the script. <laughs> what was your agreeable thing in Valerian? Oh, the the backgrounds, the world building, okay, fantastic. Cool. All right, yeah, um, we can just stop there. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of it was also a steaming pile of shit. I love pirates and. For me, this was my first pirate movie. So this is one of my favorites. Did you know that the ship was entirely real? They had made the entire ship for this movie. And they said um, after the film, it was offered to anyone who could take it and no one wanted it. So it was completely scrapped. That's a shame. Yeah. Today, See, that would not happen. This this ship yeah. need, this ship movie needed magic in it somewhere. And then a lot of my complaints would have gone away. Well, if, there's this if video it, game called Goonies 2 mm-hmm. on the NES that has magic and mermaids and shit in it. Well, that, that might help, but I mean, you can't this take a 200-year-old really frigate and just it. sail it yeah. out. Yeah, and that know? was, it, it was it, a fun interesting game. enough, that yeah. was actually... Um, but for the music, you had the little 8-bit... Exactly. It was yeah. modeled after Errol Flynn's ship uh, from the Seahawk from 1940, mm. um, which is kind of cool. Um, and apparently the cast was not allowed to see the pirate ship before the scene was shot. So that like expression of surprise is real. They hadn't seen it yet. Corey and Sean claim that they saw it, but oh, yeah? I don't know if I believe it. I sometimes yeah. don't listen to commentaries. Like it has yeah. to be a movie like John Wick. Like I love the commentary for John Wick. Yeah. And like this, I just haven't had the interest. I in normally doing don't that. either. And then Sam last night was like, Have you watched the commentary? You should watch the commentary. <laughs> I watched it. It was one of the best things ever. It really oh, was. Check it Richard out, Donner was a hilarious guy. That was I'm sorry, you said it at the beginning. That was the director? The director. Yeah. 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 Uh, Richard Donner has also some of the movies that he has directed. Superman. Superman Lady Hawk, Lethal Weapon, Timeline, which is a shit of a movie if you Which Lethal the Weapon? Book. Uh, the first one. Oh. Uh, 16 Blocks, uh, Lethal Weapon 4, Conspiracy Theory. Oh. Uh, Maverick, Lethal, Lethal Weapon 3, Lethal Weapon 2. There we go. Scrooged. <laughs> Um, yeah. loved that movie Superman uh. 2 but is uncredited The Omen yeah he's got some heavy movies under okay. him yeah it's all good almost yeah. all good yeah yeah. go Richard mm-hmm. haven't let me down yet wait wait he did super he did the yeah. one with, <laughs> I was gonna say. Uh, he did the one with Richard Pryor didn't he yeah that's number three uh, which which uh, Office Space stole the idea from on that one about the taking a half that half penny off of the top in the computer system yeah, no ideas are original Whoa. anymore. Sorry, <laughs> so much anger. So, uh, uh, so the camera shows. So, so some of the more technical stuff was more of your favorite than the script. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought whoever did the set design mm-hmm. was inspired. It was really very nice. Good. What about the makeup, sloth? Sloth at his time, especially with that ear and matching the eyes, yeah. that was that was impressive. Mm-hmm. Some of the CG was but, horrible, but it was just a product of that time. Yeah, yeah. you can't help that. Yeah, it's it was all right. Uh, they didn't actually sail the boat out. I could see it. Um, That's just shitty CG. Yeah. That was batting. that CG oh. or was that was that blue screen at the time? Uh, uh, blue screen. Yeah, it was yeah. blue screen. Yeah. Green screen. Yeah. But also to the Oregon coast. 
they aren't putting a boat out there. They'll never get it back. <laughs> yeah, no. And 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 Haystack Especially Rock, right which is nowhere not near Astoria. No, uh, there's, there's b- multiple haystacks. That's the problem. Well, that one was filmed at Cannon Beach, though. Yeah. Okay. Ecola yeah. State Park. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing anywhere near there for a ship that size to come out of. No. <laughs> there's nothing near Astoria either. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and it would have been impaled on the rocks well before it got out to the yeah. point of where it was, yeah. but. But it was interesting. I mean, this movie was, for me, I mean, I liked, there were a lot of books in grade school that were like, you know, uh, Treasure in the Cave. Those like almost like Hardy Boy-esque books. That's what it was. It was Hardy Boy. Yeah, it was like a Hardy yeah. Boy or just like mystery, like, you know, someone stumbles into a cave and they find the traps and they find the, this, I had a, I had a huge thing for those types of books. Did you and, ever read a series of books called The Three Investigators? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Jupiter. Something, I, have, something. I don't remember. I was, just the title sounds really yeah. familiar. I was reading Heinlein and the Stainless Steel Rat at seven. Oh. I mean, I just, I think I skipped over this I'm part sorry. of my childhood. <laughs> I, mean, I think you did. It seems like sad. it, yeah. Because I didn't really you come. skipped over I, fun. I didn't come to Heinlein until I like I was know that I 13 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has a whole series of juvenile books, like Have Spaceship, Will Travel, and that, that are potty actually, cane of Mars? Yeah. Okay. I read I read that one. I think I was like, Do you say potty cane? Yeah, that's how I remember pronouncing it as a kid. Oh, that's adorable. That's not <laughs> how you say it, but <laughs> how do you say it then? Podcane. Podcane. Yeah, I was always potty cane. P O D E K A N E, I think, right? Potty Tell cane. Elon, the first poop on Mars. This shit's gotta happen. <laughs> anyway, no, I mean uh, it's just the, the slip and slide part was cool for me. The the water slide where they yeah, I ship. hope those all those barbs were made of foam. Oh, <laughs> I know that, that, that one actor sits up and man, are you getting an insurance claim? According to the director, after the actors went home, they would turn the slides on and go down it themselves. Hmm. They should. Yeah, they yeah better I too. Like and Spielberg and all of them would just go for slide rides. One of the one of the traps that I I never really liked, even as a kid sitting there in the theater and watching it, was the uh, the the piano, the organ trap. Where you had yeah, how does how is the air compressed? I don't. I didn't care about. I didn't have any thought about that. No, my my problem with it was when the 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 block wall started coming down when they got the organ right. Why didn't Brand just like jump onto it and have use his body weight to pull the rest of the way down? He would have fallen and died. That's why. Why were they afraid of the falling rocks formerly when the Fratellis just walked around them? These are questions that are best not answered. And and looking at that, looking at that piano area, apparently that that chasm was hundreds of feet deep, which was interesting to see yeah how like right next to the ocean how, how does that work because you yeah. know groundwater it just it made no sense <laughs> there, the whole there movie made no, no sense no, I, I i admit going back and rewatching, even even as an adult multiple times rope there doesn't are, last 200 there years. are some things it's like okay but i enjoy the movie but it's booby traps yeah. booty traps that's what i said booty traps you never had a love for booby traps yeah booby like traps like actual thing. working ones yeah yeah but pirate booby traps also never, they didn't kill shit i don't i, I also didn't understand the 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 boulder that killed Chester Cop- Copperpot. Where yeah. did it go? Yeah. Huh? Where did it go? No, no. Why was that the only one that that dropped Cause when? Because he, he hit that one that. Yeah, but yeah. Sean Austin's Mikey pulled up the the cord, and all of them then dropped. Because so he there tripped were two. all of it. There's a magical resetting mechanism. Unless the stone detects that there's a body under it, in which case it lasts forever. <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> this fucking movie, man. <laughs> like the continuity. The guy who was thinking out the continuity just packed up and went home in disgust. He just, I want no part of this. I'm an artist. I'm gone. Fuck you. Now tell us how you really feel. I really feel, feel, fuck you. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you fail that Spiel, you feel that Spielberg and Donner failed you on yeah. this movie. No, it's not like they owe me anything. I just think that even good people put out garbage sometimes. I honestly knew this would happen. Like I just Yeah. When you said well, that you had you, never you, you've it. sat through a couple of these with me and you know yeah. I like fucking I, I like overcoming logic. You know, the things have to have an internal consistency. And this is just, and then we'll do this. Why? Because it's cool, but it wouldn't work. Who cares? Yeah. You know? No, I still I, love I, this movie. Now, if, if, if yeah. you add, if it becomes a magical universe or a supernatural universe, mm -hmm. that's fine because poof, magic made it happen. But this isn't magic. This is supposed to be like these kids in reality, our reality, find this thing. Mm -hmm. And it, it just, it doesn't work. It's stupid. It's dumb. I hate it. I hate it so much. <laughs> what about the Indiana Jones movies? Do you like those? Because they're ridiculously unrealistic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's mysticism in there. There's there magic. You've got the arc. You've got the little at the end of each episode. A little at the end of each movie. It's a magical universe. It's different. You've got the Ark of the Covenant. You've well, got well, the, the Sankara the, the Stones. The magic of the Ark only happens at the a end. Holy Grail and Aliens. What? And aliens. Okay, that I don't movie, know what you're I, talking what about. Movie is that? I haven't I'm only true. talking about the true. three Indiana Jones movies. It was a fan. It was a fan. That it, exists. It was. It was a kind of sort of good fan <laughs> film. It was a kind of sort of good fan film. But, that but, was horribly yeah. shot. They yeah. always close out with a little tinge of mysticism, but everything else is like heroics. I don't yeah. really think I'm Indiana okay with it like because Dark it does show it. It, just, it happens for like a minute at the end of the movie, and that's it. How do you it. figure it's a minute? I mean, the whole movie is based on the Ark of the Covenant. That's... The whole movie is humans doing human things. And yeah, and then a supernatal thing happens at the end always. is what he's saying. Yeah, that's how the movies are. There's a supernatural I thing I can that go with that. Yeah. Yeah. roundabout statement. But yeah, it's a magic universe. Because it belongs in a museum. Damn it. <laughs> Try to sneak that in there. And that's why it's magical. Because museums are magical places where everything is I just, of our history. I, 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 this, I don't know why it failed to grab me. It just turned me off from start to finish. I mean, the Goonies are basically just future Indiana Joneses. No, they're not. <laughs> why not? Because they're, they're, they're awful. They're awful squabbling little children who fell their way through this. Sean Astin. Corey, what's that? Corey Feldman. Sean Astin. Yeah, Sean uh, Astin. Mikey. Mm -hmm. Future Indiana Jones. No. I think he, could he do doesn't it. have a long enough face. He's no, I, I would think Brand would go on to be Future Indiana Which one Jones. Was he? <laughs> he, was, he was the older brother. Yeah. He could be if he'd give a shit. He did. There were moments of like touching, like uh, not touching. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll say uh, saccharine. There was some touching in there. <laughs> no, there were some moments of... of yeah, when mm -hmm. fucking... What's it? Sloth kissed the kid with the candy bar. He's like, <laughs> Get the fuck off me, mutant! <laughs> or or, or when, when Bran's girlfriend kisses Mikey. There's there's that whole bit. Yeah, I can't miss the pedophilias. <laughs> For God's sakes. <laughs> fuck this movie. <laughs> From what I understand, he was 14 and she was 16. Three years. It's legal. The actors. Yeah. Three years. Although yeah. I don't know what the rule was back in the day. Well, it's legal in Oregon, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was only like eight inches taller. Than <laughs> and how do you not know the guy that you've kissed before suddenly does or does not have braces? Because she's like, did, did he get braces? Movie logic, dude. Movie logic. Spielberg yeah. magic. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't get me wrong. I mean, there, there, were, there were moments of connection where like the cinematography I thought was good. Mm -hmm. I like sloth. I just didn't like anything else. I like how they're they're screaming one minute and then the floorboards immediately above them, they notice a, a shriek, but they don't know they're down there. I mean, they're literally screaming at each other. You'll be quiet. You'll be quiet. And then they hear a creak where right above them, dust falls down. 
and it's the people entering who magically did not hear them. I mean, it's it's like in a sitcom where like this is how he it is, was, and it was filmed beautifully too, by the way. Yeah, with the dust. Yeah, yeah. it was well lit. But I, that does that, that it, it was it was sitcom where you mm-hmm. you take two steps yeah. and you turn to the person next to you, talk in a normal speaking voice, and the people on the couch can't hear you. I love that opening logo. Just the skull, <laughs> the zoom. Apparently, one-eyed Willie's skull was actually made from real bone, it, and it's apparently in Richard Donner's. Mm-hmm. Up- uh, office. Yeah. Yeah. He still has it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I oh, thought Matthew. the gold looked nice. So oh, turning it around cool. to you, Dusty, what was your favorite scene? I think my favorite scene was, was Sean Astin in, in, uh, the room with one eyed Willie, the, given the, the, the Goonie speech and having his emotional gold. moment. Yeah. Where I did think that so. connection come from though? I mean, he had sort of, was okay. it through the traps? Cause Sean Astin had this like really convoluted <laughs> way of opening the front door. Like, is that where he, where he felt this connection to him? Throughout the commentary, know. all of the cast are talking about Sean like he's a murderous little child, <laughs> leading them all into his network of traps. They're like, wow, we're being led by this psychotic child. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> I see that. No, yeah. I, I think that tie, and then the scene tied with, uh, would be tied with that, would be where the, as, as much as technically it's not going to happen, but I, the, I like the scene where the ship is floating out to sea. I just think it looks nice. Although it wouldn't, cool. although a ship that old, the wood would not have lasted. Oh, not only that, that there's no one at the fucking helm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it hits the first roller, it turns sideways, and oh, hey, look, the gold's in about three feet of water. <laughs> Let's go get it. <laughs> this is true. Mm-hmm. I also did like uh, all the skeletons that were stabbed, and like like the one guy at the at the helm with his with the daggers in his eyes. Yeah, the yeah. set design was fantastic. Oh yeah, the set design was beautiful. Did you see that wonderful octopus? Yes, Matthew. Yeah, I'm glad you missed that one. Yeah, the original terrible. cut is there's an octopus <laughs> that that plays with, attacks the kids. Like I've never seen tentacle that porn one. kind of way. No, what's not, going on? Not scene. There's an octopus in the yeah. water, mm-hmm. and it's because apparently awful. 16's... <laughs> which yeah. explains why Data actually said. And then there was an there was octopus. octopus. Yeah, yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, <laughs> she just yeah, making shit up. Huge, there's yeah. a, there's a, there was a big scene with an octopus, and that I think attacking the the girls and going after and trying to keep. So them it was tentacle. Apparently, yes. <laughs> what are you shaking your head at? Don't judge me. <laughs> oh, why? I don't know. I mean, you can like whatever you like. I mean, when when you it's it's just like religion. If you get indoctrinated into it young enough, you'll like anything. It's 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 like Star Wars. Yeah. What? Did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that's the Goonies. I don't really know if we're gonna have any more than, than Matthew's negativity here. <laughs> what, Laura? Laura? I actually have a story. Um, oh, please, please. Yes. So I actually worked with one of the actors from the Goonies. Oh, 2003. Which one? I actually looked up his name because I don't remember. I just remember him dying on set every night. Kurt Hansen. He was the dad who was like, oh, sign the papers, sign the papers. I worked with him. He worked on Fahrenheit 451 oh, yeah. at Mount Hood Community College a long time ago. A good story, incidentally. Um, yeah, Ray Bradbury actually like gave Tobias Anderson blessings to do the show. And then Multnomah Library did a huge thing with it. And it, it just was a huge show. And he was one of the actors I, I actually got to help and work with a little bit, which was really nifty. Cool. He was, yeah, he was the guy that was like, uh, that wanted to, to hand the papers off then, right? Mm-hmm. That guy, yeah. Yeah. Is your dad home? No. Is your mommy home? Yeah. That one. 
Yeah, that was him. Okay. Oh, to get us all diapers or something like that. Yep, that's my tiny microscopic story. Nice. I got to actually work with him. And yeah, he died on set every night. And then he dragged himself off set, dust himself <laughs> off. And I'm like, nice job. Good job. Yeah. I got nothing else. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like, like it. Movie. There's nothing I, but hate. Yeah. I don't normally come, like, I was, I was prepared with Valerian. I was, I was surprised mm-hmm. by how much I didn't like this Basan movie that mm-hmm. I, I really should have liked. It's sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's, it has an interesting premise. On paper, I should have liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, this has pirates. Mm-hmm. It has hunting. On paper, I should have liked this, but I have not experienced this level of Bleh! in a very long time. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I think I, you, I you, you mimic my 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 hatred for your um, Nightbreed on this one. That was me. Yeah, Nightbreed I suppose. I mean, there was even that had a couple redeeming qualities, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't find it here. It, I did. Maybe it rubbed me wrong right from the beginning, and I was just unwilling to find something that I liked in it. But I don't know where I'm going with this. It was garbage. I hated it. All right, so everyone should be ashamed. <laughs> so how many uh, uh, one-eyed, one, how, how many one-eyed willies would you give this <laughs> out of out of 10? how many out of pieces 10? of pieces of eight? Okay, uh, out of ten, you get one for the cinematography. Mm-hmm. You get one for sloth mm-hmm. music. Yeah, it was okay. Dun, dun, I, I don't dun, think you get one dun, for dun. that. Um, good enough. I, I give it two out of ten. Two out of ten. Yeah. Good oh. enough. Laura, how many one-eyed willies <laughs> do you give it? <laughs> or infernos? Or eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. One-eyed willies. All right. What, what was the old rhyme? Six. Was it sixteen men on a dead man's chest? Mm-hmm. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. I will give it thirteen out of sixteen men on a dead man's chest. Okay. Um, I'll, 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 it's one that I really like. I'll give, that's mostly nostalgia. Okay. On, on a nostalgia scale, I'll give it a, a strong eight out of 10 one eyed willies on uh technical. I'll give it a nine and on everything else. I'll give it a, a decent seven out of 10. I think I'm content to drag that average down. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a lot of dicks guys. <laughs> a lot of dicks. <laughs> Uh, I did like the booby traps also. The booby traps were booty pretty traps? cool. The booty traps were pretty cool throughout yeah. the whole movie. Why yeah. can't the Asian kid say it right? His dad speaks the, the language just fine. Actually, what his the dad fuck? didn't. No. His in dad, the, in the, the actor, movie, he did. The actor didn't speak a lick of it. In the movie, he did yeah. just fine. Mm-hmm. See, that was the kind of thing where I was just like, why? The kid did. The kid why? spoke it fluently. And that scene where the kid is saying, oh, uh, I love you, dad. Yeah. The yeah, kid was speaking Chinese and the actor had no idea what the kid was saying. <laughs> It's like me playing PUBG on a fucking Eurasian <laughs> server. It's just awful. <laughs> All right. All I right. think we should take this to a break. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. And then when we come back, Matthew is going to run through his uh, his. I scenario. will do no such thing. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a little bit. Hi, everyone. This is your favorite host, Matthew. This week's episode is brought to you by Guardian Games, who we are proud to have as our sponsor. Guardian Games is Portland's largest gaming store. They have almost every game you can think of, be it role-playing, board game, card games, miniature games, even video games. They also have a ton of gaming-related material and some pretty neat swag. I mean, the D20 fuzzy dice that go in your mirror, that's good stuff. If uh, (laughs) if you're 21, uh, you can have a drink in the back at the Critical Sip. Booze makes gaming better. Always has, always will. There's free games back there. You'll love it. 
Uh, they also have a friendly and incredibly knowledgeable staff, and they are the hub of a diverse and friendly gaming community. Um, if you're in Portland, you definitely want to go to Guardian Games. So as you can probably tell, there were a few things I didn't like about this movie. A few moments that a few slightly didn't connect with me. I, I don't I, think I quite got that impression. I'm well, surprised. Maybe I'll, us again with I'll how try much you and didn't express like myself better. Um, <laughs> however, I do think this has a lot of gaming potential because it, it starts with a group. Um, Ends with a group. Thank you for bringing up the timeline, Dusty. I'll be sure to return the favor in a future podcast. Um, no, I mean, you, you have a group uh, that comes together and overcomes these problems in a very kiddie way. They have unrealistic but still special skills that that they can use. Uh, one of them speaks various languages. One of them is an inventor. Uh, one of them is apparently good with the ladies despite his braces. Um, there's, there's, there's things you can use. One of them has superhuman powers. One that um, plots naturally and just yeah, gracefully breaks things and helps things move along. Yeah, the, a plot mover, lucky. Yes. <laughs> but um, the one of my main points of disconnect was that at the end, with the 49 houses, not 50, because he was able to save his house, but the rest of the houses, 49 other houses, still in jeopardy, their neighbor's houses. No, not that I'm aware of. Oh, are they going to build a country club on one lot? In the no, middle of no, all those no, other the houses? Gem, the gems were saved all of the goondocks. That's not enough. That handful was certainly not enough. Well, that's enough. the yeah. impression you get from the yeah. movie, that those gems are saving the entire, you know, neighborhood. Eh, I didn't get that impression. I, I got that their house was safe. Did Was I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he was I, the only one with papers. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, yeah. so there's, you know, a couple billion dollars in gold bullion and rare gems and priceless artifacts sailing away. And they're all just waving it goodbye because of their attachment to uh, One-Eyed Willie. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll let him go in style. See, that doesn't really work for me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> really like that. Me either. Yeah. So I, I thought, what else? What is that money? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wrote a little adventure based on that. It's called Red Goon or Red Goontober. <laughs> so instead of blithely allowing a boat full of gold to sail away into the sunset... The Goonies come to their senses and give chase in a small powerboat intent on reclaiming their prize. Uh, what they don't know is that the Russian Akula sub, Bobesi, which means Goonie Bird in Russian, <laughs> is just offshore. I love it this already. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, is just offshore and has learned about the treasure via the, the local news reporter who was sending it out live, if you remember from the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're monitoring those reports. Uh, it is now moving to intercept the treasure-laden pirate ship. Uh, the Goonies will reach the boat first, they have a way to steam, and load up onto balloons and gems, and just as they're about to leave, the Russian subsurfaces. I want to see this as a movie already. One-Eyed Willie love traps, and there are plenty of old materials on board, which apparently, despite the passage of time and sea air, still work perfectly. Like, these are the best rope ever. But they had dust rising up from them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, the Russians can't bring their full might against the uh, the ancient frigate for fear of, of sinking her, so they actually have to board it. Mm-hmm. So you have a chance for the, the trap maker and his friends to have a full-on Macaulay Culkin-esque uh, trapping of... Home alone only at sea. Yeah. Uh, encounter with these Russians. They have enough time to, to pull it together if they want. So how do we bring the Fratellis back in? We don't. We let them oh go gracefully God. into the night. 
Okay. No, fuck them. Um, so gotta, I, I really did like his escape. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Just hang in. It's like, by the way, I'm not really dead. What punch? <laughs> That's that is a straight up gamer move. That was Come all on. right. But I, I think that would be interesting because I'm looking forward to seeing the Goonies die in the hands of a Russian gulag prison. I mean, uh, no, I think it'd be brought a fun it down adventure. there, man. Wow, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like watching Laura over here. It's like you can see, like you're killing one of her favorite movies, just like slowly <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stabbing sorry. it till it dies. Um, but dies. I, I do think, uh, I do think it's a very gameable world with a with an emphasis on preparation and traps. You you have to to set your stage very well. But I mean, you're you're able to do that in this world because one man, after killing everyone else, used their body parts to make an intricate series of traps. And lift giant rocks. So, I mean, it's very doable in very little time, apparently. I want to say I saw another movie where kids make traps, and I can't remember what the fuck it was. No. It was Home Alone. It was Lord of the Flies. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Goonies turned Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Oh, that would be the third one where they get stuck on the ship. They, they commandeer they the sub. Yeah. With all this oh, loot. Oh, my God. And then they start killing each other. <laughs> So does Chunk become Piggy at that, that point? I'll pay. I'll play the <laughs> shit out of that one. Oh god! Uh, the the reason I, I, I chose to do it this way is because right. this was actually at the height of the Cold War, where there were Russian subs sniffing around every port. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I thought that would work out well. Yeah. And that's what I got for it. I I like it. It's it's nice, despite how you know hatred and vitriol you have for this you know sudden movie. I, I'll turn in good work, whether I like it or not. <laughs> but at the end, you just want to have them tortured and die. Yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were to if we were to recap before we get into the into the gaming aspect, if we were to uh, recast this today, who would who would y'all recast as the Goonies? Whatever B list actors are looking for work. Yeah, I would just go look at the whoever was playing in the movie It and cast them as the Goonies. Yeah, who, I, I would. Can just, I get for cheap? I would yeah. just take the cast from uh, Stranger Things. Uh, no yeah, longer yeah. cheap. Yeah. Well, did you? I know you're not mining this kind of stuff anymore, but do you know what the budget on that was? Uh, Nineteen million. That seems about right. Yeah, and it got nine. <laughs> Gosh, I'm so shocked. <laughs> I, I actually, I am going to start mining that stuff again because I, I, as much as I, I want to be organic and coming up i don't want to just be like bullet point list as we talk i just i, I do want to have that i do like again. to know if a movie is a s- success or not well this one became one of those cult movies where it made the money back in dvds and and rentals but in box office no it did did not even with the names you know spielberg and and Don i can't Mary, imagine why i'm gonna stab you i have a bigger knife i don't care <laughs> It's not how big your knife is. It's how you wield it. That's what girls keep telling me. <laughs> I know. I walked into that one. <laughs> you can borrow my knife. <laughs> it's a big one, apparently. <laughs> this episode, this whole thing is going in the gag reel. If we're going to game this. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be a skill-based system because the kids didn't really have any skill. Each one of them had, like, their thing, and that was it. Like, I'm the science kid. You basically really just have a fucking index card that says, I'm the science kid, and that's your character sheet. And uh, it, it, But my shit fails all the time. So there is... You know, we, we talked about this on the It episode about how difficult it is to play kids. Playing kids in a game, if you're going to play a serious game, it's a lot tougher. If you're going to play a completely unrealistic, fantastical, 
physics-breaking adventure like Goonies, then you don't really have to think about it so hard. You can really just do anything. And role-playing advice is very simple. Just, you know, go wild. These kids were basically written by adults, so they were doing unrealistic things. So this, this wasn't really a lot a logically child-driven movie. Like, you mentioned Stand By Me. Like Stand By Me was a movie that was definitely more about kids reacting the way that kids would react to... Yeah, agreed. ...to severe, to, to severe stimuli in their lives. Whereas this was, okay, this crazy thing is happening. Let's go to an adventure! Woo! And with that, you don't really need to think about it so much. Any of us could just sit down and play a game like this. Oh, I'm I'm a I'm a 13 year old. I'm going on an adventure. Okay, cool. I don't really need to get deep into my child brain or anything for the fucking Goonies. It's called the Goonies. I mean, it's it I'm sounds just, like highbrow yeah. cinema to me with that. <laughs> <name. laughs> so with something like this, I would think that we wouldn't really have the same issues that we had with it dealing with child trauma you know the, the, no, the kids never got hurt no there was no there was no trauma in this there movie was no at all trauma. there were what two guns and they were only ever used for like special effects I, did, I don't think anyone ever shot a gun at a kid no no they did yeah the Fratelli shot at them going up going up through the uh, to the uh, to the piano scene they got shot mm-hmm. with well, the the Italian I, opera singer shot it in the air and then yeah, Joey Pants so the, shot it sh- at them he raised it and then they moved and then he went, damn. He didn't no, no, he fired it. No, he got shot at data. No. The data was shot at. It was yeah. it was just like near his head. Really? Yeah. He had to, I he remember had to duck seeing for it. one last night when I was watching it, specifically when that platform was going up and one of the Fratellis is raising the gun and he's about to fire and the platform goes up. Yeah, and he pulls his gun away. And he pulls his gun yeah, away. Yeah, but before that, when they were when they okay. were on the uh just before they crossed the log when he slipped and and Hit his hit his junk really hard. He pointed the gun at Data and fired it, and it almost hit him in the head. Well, we all remember Spielberg was all about guns and kids because uh, <laughs> E.T. Because we remember the original E.T. where there were guns, mm-hmm. but still, the kids weren't really in danger in this kind of thing. Like you would want to play a game where. If I, think I were going to play danger, a game like I think this, they were in danger the whole time. This was time. a farce, is what you're saying. And I this agree. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. If I were going to play a game like this, I wouldn't want to play a game with hit points or death. Yeah. I want to play a game where ultimately the kids are going to win. It simply matters how well you win. Or the kids might lose, but losing doesn't involve death or yeah. suffering. Or you might get a scrape. Oh, I bruise. I got a boo boo. Yeah, but you won't get anything that you, you, you won't get lose tied up in the basement. Yeah, but, but yeah, you get tied up in the basement. That's a that's a negative consequence yeah. of something. But yeah. Chunk was going to lose like his hand. No, he wasn't. He came pretty damn close. But he wasn't. He what saved never him, actually what saved him was, the, was were the bats. The blender. What was saved like him were inches. the bats coming out of the of the fireplace. That's something that you narrate that way. You know that that's never going to happen. What? So okay, let me start over. There's a game called Apocalypse World, and I've mentioned it before. Mm-hmm. Now, Apocalypse World is a really fucking cool system where you have two six-sided dice. First off, the game master never rolls dice. It's always in the players because the players bring their own consequences. The consequences are always based on the character's actions. You roll two dice. You add them together. If it is six or lower like this, then you're fucked. The GM just gets to say what happens. There's no limit to what the GM can do. It's all in the fiction that you have established. If you have a seven to nine, you get some, but you give some. 
you get a passing victory, but you also lose something in the process. And finally, if you get a 10 or higher, overwhelming success, you get everything that you wanted and then some. But the stakes are whatever you agree them to be. For a game like this, you're going to come to it knowing that you're never going to get your hand cut off. Now, you might roll, Chunk rolled a six, and he got put in a situation, but the end result of that situation wasn't that he got his hand cut off. It was that he got tied up in the basement. It would have been a better movie if he did. Blood comes <laughs> shooting out of the hole. Chunk <laughs> falls back screaming, and Matthew's interest in the movie gradually returns. I mean, yeah, sorry. but then we have that whole <laughs> dark conversation that we had with it, where it was kids <laughs> in danger, and we all felt bad about it. It's a little different than Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Chunk got to hang out with the corpse for a while. Yeah. That's fucked I wanted, kept fucking up. I wanted to know bad. the story behind the corpse. I didn't care. Mm. Probably a there, policeman that was, or investigator looking for the for them. There, there was a story behind him, and I don't remember it now that you bring it up. But I remember some time ago, I was like, who the fuck is this corpse? And then yeah. I paused it and looked it up, and it's like, oh, yeah. They mention, or there's like a news article or something. I think it was like a an informant or somebody okay. that came looking for them prior and found them at the house. And that's why they were trying to pack up and get out of the house. Oh, okay. Again, it's it's Spielberg magic. It doesn't always have to make sense. Yeah. With you. <laughs> Rough. Anyway, for a game like this, I would want to do something where it's less about like, what your skills say you can do and more about creative explanation of things. Like, all right, cool. Well, you rolled a seven. So... Unfortunately, you do trigger the trap, but there's just enough time for your group to get away. And it grabs your coat. Your and coat it grabs gets, your yeah. coat. Oh, well, you rolled a set. They keep rolling in the middle right there because they keep having to give and they keep having to get a little bit for every my, every every step that they take forward. There's another step. That That's they an interesting back. mechanic like, for movies because it explains a lot. Like when he's going 35 miles an hour on a kid's bike. He just mm-hmm. loses the bike. He rolled good enough not to die and have all his skin and bones scraped away. Yeah. But, yeah, he loses the, the little girl's bike and has to mow lawns for the next 10 years. Because apparently guess. inner tubes take, what, 300 houses? 370-some. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he'll be mowing lawns for the rest of his life. But he gets to live. <laughs> when inner tubes even then were like, what, five bucks per? Yeah. Or less. It was less. Yeah. Yeah, they're ridiculously cheap. They're ridiculously cheap now. Unless you got imagine tubeless tires, and I don't know if those were a no. thing in no. in the 80s. Okay. No. He had weird-ass shitty inner tubes, too, <laughs> that deflated as soon as you took the cap off. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. 300 lawns for that. For a game of base on kids, or a magical, well, not quite magical, but basically a magical adventure. There's no supernatural elements in the movie. But it's a magical adventure. The, the the magic is them not dying. The magic is them not dying. It's a fantasy. Okay. It is. Yeah. It's a fantasy. And for something like that, I'd want to play a game where death isn't on the table. We're all basically like, look, we're going to play a game. We're going to have some kids. We're going to go an adventure. You might not succeed at this adventure, but don't worry. You don't have to deal. You don't, we don't need to sit here and role play one of you dying. And then your kids having to deal with the trauma of your buddy dying in front of them because that's a different movie mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i have a few ideas okay of games that I, I would run for this first off is any of the apocalypse world games but mainly just take the basic game apocalypse world remove the characters remove the classes 
and just use the core two six dice and have a pickup game where we're just kids on an adventure. We have two dice. You have a thing you're good at and a thing you're bad at. The thing you're good at gives you a plus two. The thing you're bad at gives you a minus two. So data. Mm-hmm. Good at adventures. Also bad at inventions so you could like play that however you want whenever it comes into play like okay well i'm going to use my plus two but the next time i roll i got to use the minus two kind of thing so you as a character use a player get the choice am i going to be good at this one and bad at the next one or bad at this one and good at the next one kind of thing. yeah then i don't i don't really know what mikey's skill was mikey was just kind of a chode but no, Mikey he was he, the he, leader. He he yeah. had persuasion out the ass. Persuasion, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, yeah. What was he? Ba- he was asthmatic. Yeah, right. yeah. So good at persuasion, bad, bad at, at running, doing anything <laughs> physical. Yeah. <laughs> Mouth, good at. He's bilingual, so he can. But that read that things. He's good at he, one intimidation. He, he read that. He read the map a couple times and flipped over and was able to read the top of the music. All right, bilingual. Cannot read music. Anything else? What? what anything um, else? Anything good at? Pissing off everybody. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right word here. Scaring hardworking day laborers. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I again, I think maybe I, I no, not so much persuasion, but um, intimidation. No showmanship. All right, so his bad he he's bad at keeping his cool then? Yeah. 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 Bad, bad at keeping his cool or bad at reputation, maybe. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Okay. Who else we got? Chunk. Is there anything he's good at? Anything. He can sniff out food like a storytelling. <laughs> storytelling. Okay. Yeah. He's good at lying. Yes. Beguile. He's, he's good at beguiling. But yeah. he's Get the shittiest luck. Yeah. yeah. He just always ends up in but the wrong place at the wrong time. He is also the ferret of the group. He's the, oh, shiny. I mean, look at the ice cream and look at everything that he was. Ooh, he did. Yeah. a Pepsi. Yeah. yeah, everything distracted him. Oh, and it was oh, product placement. And it put everybody in <laughs> danger. <laughs> he was Kodo and Poto from Beastmaster. <laughs> yeah. So we got the core four kids. Everybody mm-hmm. else is kind of like ancillary to the group. We're really focusing on that core group of four. And each one of them would have a thing that they're good at, a thing that they're bad at, and we just go from there. And you just take two dice, start mm-hmm. playing. GM doesn't even ever have to roll any dice. The GM's like, all right, this thing is happening. Roll your dice. And uh, you roll 10 or higher. Something really good and better happens, and that creates story. Seven to nine, something good happens, but something bad happens, and that creates story. And then finally, roll a six or less, something terrible happens, and that creates story. And you have a game that runs itself. Yeah, I like that mechanic. Mm-hmm. There's another game that I'm going to mention because I kickstarted it. It is literally called Kids on Bikes. <laughs> I think you've mentioned this one before. It is the role-playing game of 1980s kid adventures. Okay. Mm-hmm. I kickstarted it. Yeah. I have a pre-release edition, but my rule with kickstarting games or beta testing, I never read it until it's done. Mm-hmm. Unless I'm like super invested in it and it's like the thing that I want tattooed on my body kind of investment. Generally, if it's a game that I feel that sort of came out of some nostalgic spike as of the last two years ago, say, thanks to Stranger Things, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'll wait till I have the book in my hands and then I'll read it. So I can't comment on it. I don't know if it's any good. I've heard that it's a lot of fun. It's got really cool art, but it's literally called Kids on Bikes, the RPG. This is kids on bikes. Yeah. This is this is that kind of game. The one that I wanted to talk about the most is one that I've mentioned before. It is called Tales from the Loop. So this is like a super special 
uh, limited edition version that I have from a Kickstarter. It is a role-playing game about kids on an adventure. And it takes place either in some town in Sweden or some town in Arizona. But it has rules on how you can modify things to fit your own world. I mentioned this when we talked about it because it has that kind of kids dealing with a supernatural element. But the core mechanic is just a handful of D6s. You have to push yourself pretty hard to get successes over what you would normally roll on the dice. And kids are the main characters. I got, I had that stereo. I think I had that exact yeah, model. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> this book is chock full of 1980s nostalgia, but it is based on a 1980s that never was from the art of a fellow whose name I am not even going to try to remember right now, but uh, I'll, I'll add it in the show notes. But you, you, you play a stereotype of a child from the 80s, and you go on a magical adventure. Simon Stalinhag? Stalinhag. And the kids, uh, you basically pick an archetype, and as mentioned before, they, it's the kind of a game where the kid's death is never on the line. You can fail the mission... Oh, yeah. So here we go. We got the bookworm. We have the computer geek, you know, and this is this is the 1980s mm-hmm. computer. Geek. I saw that, that yeah. massive Commodore, the hick, the jock, the popular kid, the rocker, the troublemaker, mouth, the weirdo. It's missing the fat kid, but it, it didn't want to be, you know, I don't think anyone wants. Nobody yeah. wants to be. Nobody thing. wants to be him. <laughs> I'm what I like is it. that kids' death is never on the line in this game. Uh-huh. Yeah, kids can take wounds, but if it ever reaches the point where death is imminent, the GM is pushed towards coming towards a different solution. Right, because this is not the kind of game where a kid is going to die. Yeah, the art's really good. I think it could work very well. Either that, or even little fears, which we talked about. We just take out all the scary bits. I wanted little fears, <laughs> but nope. that was just because I wanted the kids to hurt. <laughs> you have problems, man. Nope. You're not we'll the first to notice that. <laughs> yeah. But but at its core, take out all the weird, horrific things. Little Fears actually has a cool system. And that whole character sheet of like things, how you build out your character. I am good at this. These are things I like about myself. And these are things I don't like about myself. That's a really cool way to build a character yeah. sheet about a kid. Even if you're not going to send them to a world of unimaginable horror, you can still take that child and send it on an adventure using that system. Yeah. So what is the name of this again? This game is called Tales from the Loop. Okay. And it was kickstarted a couple years ago by Free League or the Free League. Now, they've made a number of games that all use the same mechanic, which is a handful of six-sided dice, and you count successes based on sixes. Right. It's a system that you, by default, aren't actually going to succeed all that often, but it has a mechanic where you have to push yourself harder. And by pushing, you get more successes, but you also put yourself at risk. Very similar to the whole seven to nine thing that I was talking about with Apocalypse World. Okay. But this game and Kids on Bikes and a few others. So when Stranger Things became popular, there was the surge of nostalgia-informed kind of games that just sort of pop, started popping up. And Kickstarters started appearing for these games for people wanting to capitalize on that whole, oh, you guys like Stranger Things? Well, here's a role-playing game. So you can play 
Stranger Things. And there was like 10 of them out there, I think. I'm sorry. I don't remember the names of all of them. That's okay. Mm. Yeah. I think there is one even based on the Apocalypse World Engine. I don't know the name of it. It would probably be great for Goonies. Okay, cool. All right, so it's uh, Tales from the Loop, and that was Goonies. Hey, you guys. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Though I was wondering where that came from, so now I know. Mm -hmm. To my horror. (laughs) I haven't. I never saw it. That's right. I never saw it, and I never will again, because awful. Kind of like me with Nightbreed. That's okay. I didn't bring Nightbreed to the table. Neither did I. Sam's dying over here. <laughs> <laughs> so what they say when they mean the truth hurts. <laughs> All right. So we have the Goonies. And as Matthew just said, uh, Nathaniel brought up uh, Tales from the Loop. But I would also recommend Kids on Bikes. I can't. I've never played it. Mm-hmm. I've heard good things about it. It's Kids on Bikes. I mean, how... More well, the, on the, point. The, the bike is like the first freedom that a kid gets. Yeah, you know, it's it's like their their first. A bike is a kid's first adventure, so that's that's a really good thing to it's to figure out because motorcycle. yeah, that that's how you can get out into the world and see things without your parents driving you around. So that makes sense as an adventure platform. Yeah, that's where it all starts. Yeah, your kids hop on a bike, they ride around the corner into adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I remember my first bike. I got into a lot of trouble. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I had to run a couple of times. I was a good kid. Yeah, okay. Me too. I was. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I did stupid things on my bike. I played a lot of D&D. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All anyway. Right. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. I was Matthew. And I'm Dusty. And I'm Nathaniel. And Laura. Thanks for listening to another episode of our show. We're a new name in the enormous sea of podcasts and appreciate any feedback that you can send our way. If you like what you've heard, or even if you didn't, please leave us a review and let us know. Got a movie or a game that you want to hear us talk about? Drop us a comment on our website at havemovieswillgame.com or hit us up on any of the usual social networks. We'd love to hear from you. The opening theme music is Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids, part of the public domain and found on publicdomain4u.com. Opening narration is provided by Isaac Scher. Have Movies Will Game is distributed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next week. Phenomenon, <laughs>